0: Well, hey you, hello there. Every person everywhere. Well, hello again, everybody out there. My name is Lynn. I am every person. And this is every person everywhere. Stuff that you can relate to, hopefully. So... As you know by now, I am always thinking. I am always working on some new thought experiments. And I'm always trying to critically apply myself in new ways, really. Um, So, I realized that I went on my own kind of journey tonight. I didn't go on a journey to Timbuktu or Turkmenistan or Myanmar, or anything like that, but I went on a journey psychologically because I had to, quite frankly, do a lot of different things and wear a lot of different hats very suddenly throughout the course of the entire night. Of course, I'm referring to my first larger scale gig in its own right, which was the Keystone Conference. And now I say it's a larger scale gig because it was the biggest paycheck I've turned out so far. And it's the most amount of people that I was playing to. However, it was effectively a bar gig. And I mean, that's how a lot of musicians just kind of start and just kind of build up from there. Um, and I, I knew that it would be a bar gig, but I also had some sort of impression that, like, there'd be people paying attention. And by the end of the night, there were. But... I was kind of left in a corner to do my own thing for most of the evening. Now, I kind of just want to tear down a list of things that could have gone better tonight as I reflect. So, I was prepared to be singing to a crowd of individuals who were in and out um, transgender and you know, were transitioning to a female gender identity and the reality of it was there were actually a lot of individuals there whom several of which have told me actually still in everyday life choose to present as male whilst being assigned male at birth it's just every now and then they want to explore a different side of their psyche like their psyche and who they are as a person which obviously is fine and like that's that's partially what being queer is all about but You know, I think I hyped myself up to be focusing on one particular demographic and it ended up being much broader than that. So I should have probably done a little bit more research and room reading first. And I also put together a set list expecting that it was going to go that way. And unless you are a musician who people are paying to watch, then it's different. You know, you always have to meet somewhere in the middle you have to meet where they are so I did original songs but the bass on my guitar amp that I was running my music through was incredibly high and it wasn't until halfway through my set that one very obnoxious and intoxicated individual came up to me and said it sounds like shit you should just sit here the rest of the night So, I literally flipped every setting down on my amp and hoped that that would be enough to save the gig and save, you know, like, sort of the depression I was feeling because, you know, I felt kind of defeated. I thought that more people would pay attention, but once again, I had to remind myself as I was performing, even, that, like, just because I'm up here doing my thing doesn't mean that they're here to see me. They're here to get plastered at this event, Um, they're, they're here to drink the well drinks and drink the wells dry. And I think I should have probably lowered my expectations. Then again, you know, with the amount of money they paid me to do it as well, I thought that maybe, you know, there'd be a bit more prestigiousness to it, but there wasn't. And, you know, that's okay. And that's something that I just have to kind of come to terms with really. So. It's not like my first performance in the park where there was like 50 people sitting around intently watching me because they were there to watch people perform. It was, I happened to be performing and I happened to just kind of show up. But then again, like, even as I'm talking to you now, I'm thinking to myself, like, Look at literally any time you've ever gone to a bar to hang out, to enjoy yourself, pass the evening with a drink and a friend, and there just happens to be an obnoxiously loud band there. Like, there's a sense of humility to how small you are based off of the social situation. So, you know, I've, I've done enough social engineering to understand this now, that... I think I did the right thing, actually, by no longer playing stripped-down acoustic versions of my song with a loop pedal. I didn't have an, a microphone stand. I didn't request a mic stand, so wrong of me to assume I would have gotten one with the package on my rider. Um, I now know that for future gigs, I need to have a very, very specific rider, and um, you know that's okay rental renting out musical equipment is you know not that big a deal people do it all the time um i should also probably invest in my own very very good microphone because the microphone they gave me kept cutting in and out and not working i was halfway through talking about my first song before i started performing and then that's when um that's when it started to work So obviously, like, I got really good at packing and unpacking, loading and unloading. And, you know, I've been in venues before and gigged before. Um, This is my first time doing it at this level of professionalism. And, I mean, in all honesty, with the karaoke songs that I had sung, it might have been better for me to download the stems, and it might have been better for me to... Pay for you to premium to not be interrupted by advertisements halfway through the song, or to be interrupted by advertisements before the song. This is even after I preloaded the songs onto my computer, and it still did this. So, it started out very shaky this evening. It also started out very shaky because, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, I'm clearing my throat because, like, uh, I I definitely gave a lot of oomph tonight. Um, yeah, it's different tonight because I was taken out to dinner and I was given fries, veggie burger, um, Heineken zero and lots of water, which was good. And that's, you know, pretty standard fare for me. Um, and it was paid for by the company that sponsored me. And um, that was really nice. And... So there was that. There was the equipment on the rider. I should have been more specific with what I requested. I also probably should have gotten to the venue way early and set up all my gear. Because... We were in part of such a large party that... The food came out at 8.35 and I needed to be set up, ready to go for nine. So, I was 15 minutes late to my show because the place we went to dinner was late getting our food out. Uh, We had requested our checks immediately and we had gotten our stuff immediately. And even so, like, there was still a big gap in time between setup and performance. And there's unfortunately not much that I could do about that. You know, it was beyond me. I did not drive. I was driven by a friend who actually helped me set up the venue um, as, as a gig to go to. But if I would have known that there would have been a party of 27 of us, which will therefore decrease the speed of processing orders because they want to get it all out at once... Um, especially when you're understaffed and it's a busy Saturday. I honestly probably would have just gotten a salad and, drove and driven myself. But, you know, um, there's that. Like, I'm purely reflecting on the things that went not correctly tonight. So I had this beautiful set list of songs that I was going to play acoustically with my loop pedal. And then that individual came and complained to me about cutting it out and just stopping um and then went back to their hotel room and crashed anyhow because i didn't see them after that but anyhow um so i could have gotten a different amp altogether, like the pa systems um like i could have asked for a much better pa system on my rider so that way i didn't have to use my amp and um, could have recognized that you know with the crowd that i was servicing i should have done more karaoke so I actually cut out after, you know, I did five original songs that I have recorded already, maybe six. And then I did three that were acoustic loop pedal variants of the song. And I feel like it would have been a very different story if people were like actually paying to see me do that and nobody there was paying me except the people that already paid me so yeah there's that um they don't call it starving artists for nothing I'm definitely glad that I have a day job but let's talk about one right, right there was a woman from Indiana she grew up in Tennessee and then moved to Indiana in her later life and has been there ever since um and she actually sat down with my partner my partner came to like film me and entertain me the entire night and it was it was great to have at least one person there that believed in me it was ironic as soon as she walked away that's when the heckler came but directly after she came back this woman from Indiana and her friend from New Orleans just came and sat and like heckled me in a good way and like complimented me and like praised me. And that was honestly really nice because I don't think they understood how powerful that was to me tonight because I had my hopes up and I got let down and that kind of burned a little bit. And I mean, a paycheck's a paycheck, but still I got burned a little bit and it kind of hurt Um, to, you know, be given scornful looks and be told to stop playing altogether by some individuals. And... Uh, to be heckled, you know, in a bad way, like that was very off-putting, so I actually made a point to tell both of them afterwards, because they sat directly in front of my speaker set, how much that meant to me, that they came, and they said how much they enjoyed listening to me, and five people or so stopped me on the way out of the venue when I was packing up, and said just the same, like, you know, you gave the right amount tonight, and I thank you for that, you didn't try to oversell yourself, you just delivered and got out, and that's, what music should really be and I I definitely thank them for that like that was definitely good to hear and good to um, you know be told and have told to me and all that good stuff so it was also really good that I was given a safe enough space really aside from that one heckler and some bad looks to just kind of do whatever I wanted to so I quickly learned that, you know, I need to get this acoustic album out and then probably never touch it again because, like, it just isn't really working, you know? Like, the material is solid, but it's not what's going to get me there. So, yeah. Needless to say, I have learned um, a lot tonight. And, you know, I, I wish I had more time. I wish that I had a better platform to do more original songs but you know that's just kind of how it goes I guess you could say and as far as other things that went well like it was a gig it was a gig that I did not have to work for it was a gig that was fairly freely presented to me so all things considered it worked out it worked out pretty well And like I said, I I got paid. Nobody forced me to do that. And, you know, there were several moments where I was like, this is stressing me out. I just want to pack it in. I just want to leave. I don't feel very welcome here. Nobody's paying attention to me. And once I got out of my own head, I realized I've been paid to do a job. I'm here for a reason. I earned my right to be here tonight. And You know, that was powerful. So, all in all, I'd say it was a pretty good set of things that happened. You know? Obviously, there's a lot of negative stuff that I just commented on, but it all worked out. I got paid. I got a gig. I met people that believed in what I'm doing. And that's enough. So I guess the moral of the story is like if you have a craft, perfect it and own it and do your own thing and do it well. And you'll you'll make it through. Like it might not be the venue that you want. There might be lots of technical difficulties, but you just got to improvise and think on your feet. And I think I might have subtly jinxed it because earlier today, one of my friends from like college years that I chat to occasionally, he messaged me and said, what's one of your favorite parts of camping? And I said, improvising things going wrong and you having to figure it out. And I did. Like my partner checked in the bag and found a cord and that was the cord I needed to plug my laptop into my speaker. Yeah, You know, if it wasn't for that, there wouldn't have been a gig tonight because, yeah, like I used my laptop the entire time for lyrics, for those few songs, like, and the karaoke. I used it the entire time. If we didn't have that, like, I would have had to just find the person that paid me, turn the money back in and said, I can't do this because... My gear's faulty, and especially with no microphone stand, like, the reason why I did loop pedal for all the songs I did with my guitar is because, well, I didn't really have a choice in the matter, because I didn't have a microphone stand, so I couldn't sing and play at the same time. But, yeah. Oh, man, it was nice for its own respective right. So where am I going from here? Well, I'm just going to continue to own my craft, take whatever gigs come to me, do more and more things, not give up on myself, invest in myself, invest in my art, invest in the craft, and continue to just do what I do best. I can't let it break my heart too much because I still have a day job. My livelihood does not depend on these gigs. I still made money. I still had people that appreciated what I did. And, you know, that's all that really matters right now. So, I will leave it at that for now. That was the Keystone Conference gig. I think it's important that I reflected on this because the adrenaline is just now starting to wear off and I'm starting to, I think, make less and less sense, but... Also, this is a learning experience I have for the future. I went on one big psychological journey tonight just trying to feel out the room and the fact that they're a tough crowd to appeal to. And that was with using cover songs that other people like knew and enjoyed a lot. It was still hard to break through at times. So... I believe that I will be leaving it at that for this episode. In the next episode and the episode after that, I do want to run song by song through my journey so far and what I've recorded and where we're going. And then I promise I will be quiet until it's time to go on more like physical adventures. And to this I add my beautiful silence.